said it last year, I'll say it again. The draft starts in mobile. We are delighted to welcome in again for the second year in a row now, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, which takes place on the 5th of February, 2022. Mr. Jim Nagy, an honor, Jim, to welcome you back on. Yeah, guys, this is great. Thank you so much. Love, love, your, love what you guys do. It's crazy, Jim, it's been a year. Um, how did you find it last year? Obviously very successful and it's just going from strength to strength. Uh, yeah, you know, last year was a, was a challenge for, for certain. You know, I think the, the hardest part for us was kind of cutting our community out. Um, this game is such a big of our community. I know what, what, where, you, where all you guys live over there. Your cities mean a lot to you. Your communities mean a lot to you. Um, so that part was, was difficult, you know, cutting all the events that we've, we've worked so hard to build up. Um, but it was the most important thing was having the practice and having the games for these players. Um, and in a year where they didn't have the NFL combine and these kids were not going to be able to, um, you know, connect with teams face to face anywhere outside of our game. We, we just really felt that, you know, just kind of felt the responsibility to have it. And, and again, a lot of stress came along with it. Um, but thank God, you know, we just, we prayed a lot. My wife and I prayed a lot. Um, and we got through it. We, we had over 3,600 tests um, during the week. I told you the guys this on, offline, um, over 3,600 tests with only one positive. So the bubble worked. Um, you know, the NFL teams were very cooperative. The players were cooperative. Everyone got it. You know, like you weren't, you weren't running around the hotel and asking guys to put their masks on. Like everyone understood that it was kind of a collective thing. We were all in this thing together. The, the players were going to benefit. The teams were going to benefit. Um, and so, no, it, it was great. It was, it was a great event. The game day at the new stadium was, was awesome. Even though we were at only a quarter capacity last year, it still felt like an incredible vibe being in a brand new stadium. Um, so, no, we're just, uh, we're just excited this year to kind of be coming back. And, and, and now that the only difference is you're bringing our community back in, bringing these events back, filling that stadium on game day. Uh, there's just a lot to be excited about. Absolutely. I mean, the, you can even sense it from 5,000 miles away, Jim, the kind of buzz and excitement that the Senior Bowl generates. And we will get into the array of talent that will be on show. But there are some intriguing tweaks to the, the format this year, because obviously it's the coaching staff uh, from the, the Jets and the Lions. But the HCs, Robert Sala and Dan Campbell, are going to take on more of, of an advisory role and it'll be the assistants taking on a bigger role. And there's also the, the new HBCU coaching fellowship. I mean, those seem like really kind of positive developments. Can you talk to us a little bit about those? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, whenever we get our coaching staffs announced, it, it gets real then. You know, I feel like we, we, you know, we go through the we go through the scouting process and we identify these guys we, we want to be in the game. And then you get them signed up, they accept their invites and you're excited about that. Uh, but then once we, you know, we internally here, we split the rosters and we get those rosters set and then the teams are announced and then now it's, now it's go time. Now we feel like we have two football teams. So um, yeah, the Jets and the uh, Jets and the Lions were excited about those guys. Uh, Robert Sala and I had, had lockers next to each other, right next to each other in Seattle when we worked in the Seahawks together. Uh, so I know Robert really well. He, he's from uh, the state of Michigan here in the United States, which is my home state. So we have that in common. And, uh, you know, he and Dan Campbell, both are younger coaches, energetic guys. They're going to bring a lot of juice to our practices, which is what we want, obviously, in a, in a week like this. Um, but it was the NFL's idea to kind of shuffle the staffs and, and create some, uh, you know, developmental opportunities, career development for their guys. And so, you know, Dan, I'll, I'll just use this example. 
for any of the, the, the listeners, the viewers that are familiar with like the old Philadelphia Eagles teams from the 90s, uh, there's a running back, Deuce Staley, who was a really good player. And uh, Deuce is now the Detroit's assistant head coach and running backs coach. So I don't know if that's who Dan is going to promote or not, but like in this, in this, uh, you know, kind of new format, he could promote Deuce to be the head coach. He could promote a defensive backs coach to be the D coordinator. Um, and then maybe the O-line coach to be his offensive coordinator. Now you've got guys in new roles and really training themselves for that next step in their careers, which is awesome. We're excited to do that. It was a great idea by the league office. Uh, and we are more than happy to uh, help them implement that. And then the HBCU coaching fellowship. Again, there's a, there's a, a lot of strong movement here in the United States right now to get behind the HBCU culture and, and really support these programs probably better than they've been supported in the past. And, you know, we, we're bringing the HBCU combine here for the first time ever. It's a first time event. That's going to be the two days leading into senior bowl week. And so to take these four coaches that we've selected and put two with each staff for the week um, is a really, is a great opportunity for these two guys to get connected with those teams and not only with those two teams, but with the other 30 teams that are here and their decision makers and their GMs and guys that are down on the field watching them coach, you know, we let three people per team down on the practice field. So it's usually general manager, head coach, and maybe like a personnel director or a coordinator, they'll, they'll change those passes out over the course of the week. But those guys will see these HBCU coaches up close. And uh, hopefully that creates some opportunities for them um, leaving our week as well. And the other thing, uh, Jim, I suppose, just in relation to, to Robert Sala, because uh, you mentioned, I suppose, your connection with him, but he was there with the, the 49ers previously. And uh, in 2019, they, I think, picked up a number of guys between the draft and um, free agency, including one Debo Samuel, who's been tearing up the, the league this year. How much of, of an advantage do you think maybe it, it is for somebody like Salah who's been there before, who's seen the benefits uh, to it in terms of selling it to his staff? Yeah, it, it helps. You know, you, you bring up that 49er team. Yeah, it was Debo, it was Javon Kinlaw, their other first round pick that year. Um, and I, I give Robert a ton of credit. I posted something on Twitter this week. You know, he was the guy that they, they came out of the NFC championship game that year, the following year after being in Mobile. In my the Super Bowl was in Miami that year um, when the Niners played the Chiefs and he had T-shirts made up that said Mobile to Miami. Uh, so we love that. Obviously, in our office, uh, that was a pretty cool time when, when he did that. Uh, so, yeah, Robert gets it. Uh, he's been a part of coaching staffs down here with the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. So he's been through our week, I believe, three or four times. Um, so he sees the value in it. He knows um, all the behind the scenes stuff that you can get, really getting to know these guys as human beings. Um, not just football players, which is so critical in the draft process. Um, so yeah, his staff's embracing it. You know, I, I know their general manager, uh, Joe Douglas, very well. He and I broke into the NFL together as scouts right around the same exact time. Uh, so we were on the road together a ton over the years and, and a guy that I consider a friend. And so I know that they're, I know they're fired up to get down here and get around their players. Yeah, I'm just conscious that maybe an audience that didn't get the opportunity to watch the previous interview. Could you give a background to your deep roots to the area and, and just how the senior bowl has grown year on year to where it is now? Yeah, so this is uh, year 73, our 72nd year here in Mobile. The first launching of the senior bowl happened in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, for whatever reason, it kind of flopped there. And a group of businessmen from Mobile, a bunch of bankers, I believe, um, you know, kind of bought the game and moved the concept to Mobile, Alabama, and it's been here ever since. So, uh, yeah, very rich history here. Uh, our community takes a ton of pride in it. We have we have a, a 
over 400 committee volunteers that, that help out in all different areas throughout the year, whenever we do engage things in the community. And then again, during game week, I mean, there's, this is an all, all hands on deck thing when you're trying to have concerts and parades and everything else this three-ring circus has become at the Senior Bowl. Um, it takes a lot of people and we would not be able to do it without them. Um, that's what makes our game truly different than the other all-star games is the it's just the community support. It's really the fabric of, of Mobile, Alabama, and, and our city takes a lot of pride in it. Jim, you're, you're alluding actually to the, the, the focus on the, the uh, historically black colleges and universities, and obviously Deion Sanders taking on a coaching job at Jackson State has certainly shown a light, especially with his recruiting class this year. So, uh, you know, a lot of attention occurring on that. But the Senior Bowl isn't about the coaches or the coaches that will come from those universities necessarily it's about ultimately the players and you're talking about probably the best opportunity and job interview that exists for them and as we talk today there are 24 teams in the nfl out of the 32 already looking at april and as you say and as the the same for the senior ball goes the draft starts in mobile so you're going to be you know surrounded by gm surrounded by coaching staffs focused on it and of course the fans are now going to be focused on it suddenly going well hang on who could turn around our fortunes who could change things i know it's probably a bit unfair to ask you to focus on one or two i mean obviously in the european audience bernard ryman and his story is quite uh, fascinating for us but who are a couple of people or names that stand out for you that you're looking forward with your coaching and scouting backgrounds and your evaluation of players that kind of seeing in the flesh up close at the senior bowl this year uh, like 125 of them. <laughs> uh, it's really hard for me to pick a couple guys, but I, I will say, um, you know, I am excited to see a guy named Trey McBride. Uh, he's a tight end from Colorado state. I think uh, this is a really deep tight end class. It's a really talented tight end class. Uh, in most years we struggle to get, you know, six guys that we feel good about that are draft picks, you know, cause there's, there's always some juniors that come out, um, and, and you know, at the tight end position and they, they're, most of those guys don't graduate so in time, so they're not eligible for our game. So we're kind of stuck with, you know, we feel usually feel good about four or five, maybe. Um, this year, I think we could go to like 12. It's an incredibly deep group. And Trey's at the top. You know, Trey's got a really good chance to be a first-round draft pick. Um, he was the Colorado State football team this year. He had a game this fall, and I forget who it was against, but he, he had 109 yards receiving and his team had 110 yards receiving. He had 109 of his team's 110 yards. I've never seen anything like that in my life following football. Um, really talented athlete. He's tough. Um, he was a three-sport athlete uh, star in high school, basketball, baseball, and football. Um, he was a tremendous athlete. So Trey McBride's one. Um, you can just kind of go across the board at every position. You bring up Bernard Raymond. Um, he's a great story, you know, kid that grew up in Austria, came to the United States as a foreign exchange student and really took to the game and just kept getting bigger and bigger. And now, you know, Bernard's a, on the cusp of, of being, you know, he's, he's probably going to be a day two pick at minimum. He's probably going to be a second or third round pick. Um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe he climbs up into the first. Um, and then even staying in that same position group on the offensive line, Trevor Penning um, is a guy from northern Iowa. It's a smaller school here in the States. Um, it does, it's not considered, you know, on the Alabama level or, uh, you know, the big time FBS college football. Um, so this will be his first opportunity to really go against future NFL caliber players. And that's all about Trevor needs to prove because when you watch the tape at Northern Iowa, 
he is an absolutely dominant football player. He's a bully, um, extremely physical, plays with a mean streak. He's really fun to watch in that way. Um, I think I think your fans would love watching this guy. We had his teammate last year in the game, Spencer Brown, um, the other tackle from Northern Iowa a year ago. Uh, Spencer went in the third round last uh, this past draft to the Buffalo Bills and and has played really, really well as a rookie um, when, you know, he's battled some injuries, but when he's in there, Buffalo's a different football team. So that's, those are a couple names right off the bat, but I mean, we could, we could do this thing for about 10 hours and we could just keep talking about players. I, I look forward to seeing. Well, I mean, we, we've got time if you want, Jim, that's all right. But, uh, <laughs> but, but on Bernard Ryman, I'm just thinking Bjorn Werner kind of had a similar journey with the Colts before getting drafted, kind of coming over to the U S and college. And of course, someone you'd know well from your time in the Patriots, Sebastian Vollmer. Um, going to yeah. the University of Houston, I think, uh, and obviously going through the system that way. So uh, the journey could be continued for another European candidate. There are some really cool international players, guys. I mean, we, we've, got a, we've got a number of, of Canadians, you know, guys, guys like Chase Claypool and uh, Josh Palmer. I mean, there's, we've had a bunch of Canadian guys. That, that streak's going to continue. We've got some more Canadians in the game. Um, so it, I think it's awesome. I love seeing these guys. Uh, we've got uh, Daniel Falele, a big right tackle from the University of Minnesota, is from Australia. Um, so we've got Austria, we've got Australia. Um, they're coming from everywhere. And I, I just love it. And that's why I appreciate what you guys do, um, is that you have this passion for the NFL and passion for American football. Um, and I think it's incredible because that's me. I grew up around the game. I love it. I know why I love it. I think it's awesome that you guys have kind of caught 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 uh, caught the fever as well over there and, and you're as into it as you as you guys are we really appreciate your comments as well and, and just really appreciate the support and um, we're, we're very lucky here jim because we actually get the first game of the college football season next year in dublin whenever uh, northwest and play nebraska and there is a growing demand for the nfl and college football here and i guess for the people that are watching or, or listening to this could, could you maybe even remind them you know how exactly do you set out in terms of sending invites i i, I know you've mentioned so many different players there but how does that invite process work and, and and how long does that take sure um so you know we'll wrap up with this year's game here in a couple weeks um and i'll i'll, I'll give the guys in the office on our scouting staff a, a couple weeks to kind of recharge the batteries if you will we, we are going to be we're going to be running on fumes here um at the end of the game so we'll we'll take a break uh, but we'll jump on next year's game probably the middle of february um, towards the end of February and work it all the way through the spring. We'll watch um, these players, juniors, junior tape all through the spring and summer, grade those players. Um, we'll assemble a scouting staff. Um, that's, you know, I'm trying to run this thing exactly like it's running the National Football League. So we will get a staff of guys that have NFL experience. Um, we had seven scouts all across the United States this year that had, that had worked in the league when I was in the league. Um, we had 120 years of NFL experience on our staff. So we've got guys that have, have been there. They've done it. They know what they're looking at. Um, they'll be at games every Saturday in the fall. Uh, as we will hear from our office, I'm at a game every Saturday. We'll watch the tape all week um, and grade the players and write reports and, and build the board out just like you would if you worked for a team. Um, and then I think the last part of the process is us reaching out to the context that, that, that we've made in the NFL. Um, you know, my 18 years in the NFL, most of the GMs now that are sitting in that chair are guys I came into the league with. Um, so they're longtime friends. They're easy phone calls. There's a trust factor there. They can tell me how they have players graded, knowing that I'm not going to go, you know, blab it to anyone else or go on social media and say that. Um, so they're very open with their grades. And we're just trying to bring the best players down here because um, this is all for them. All this is for the players and the teams. And we're just trying to bring the, the guys that they want to see. 
So that's uh, from like a 10,000 foot view. That's kind of what it is. That's kind of our cycle. And then the invites start going out in, in November and December. And, and here we are in the middle of January and, and we're, we're pretty much wrapped up. And Jim, um, Von Miller has the Pass Rush Summit and George Kittle had his uh, tight end university this year, but there is a Senior Bowl Summit as, as well. Uh, can you talk to us and tell our viewers a little bit about uh, the Senior Bowl Summit and uh, who's involved? Yeah, that, appreciate you bringing that up. Our summit's a little different than George Kittle and those guys doing their tight end thing. I, I would love to be invited to that someday. Uh, that would be cool. But our summit is that there's an old historic theater, which I'm sure you guys have in, in your communities as well. This old, beautiful old historic theater called the Sanger Theater here in Mobile. Um, it holds about 1,800 people. Um, great venue. We're going to have Kirk Herb Street. If you watch ESPN College Game Day and you follow the college game, you know Kirk Herb Street. Um, he's going to host the event. It's going to be kind of a panel style format. So he's going to be moderating those panels. Uh, we've got Nick Saban from Alabama, Brian Harson from Auburn. Auburn's another, you know, big school in the state of Alabama down here. So that's a big draw. Uh, Mel Tucker from Michigan State University. They had a great year this year. Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, who was, who was, you know, he's coaching the NFL. He was on Nick Saban's staff at Texas. Um, so just a, a, a great group of guys. And James Franklin from Penn State. Um, so it's a great group of coaches. And what this event is going to be, um, I think we all see these coaches at press conferences being at, you know, hard hitting football questions. This is going to be the opposite. This is going to be lighthearted stuff, really kind of letting fan bases see who these guys are as people, um, letting their guard down a little bit, asking them some fun stuff. Um, and it, it's going to, it's going to be a really, really fun night. There's uh, I don't know. I know you guys are all on social media because you do a great job with your, with your podcast. Um, there's a guy here in the States named Joey Molinaro who does impressions of, he does an incredible Nick Saban impression. Um, you got He's got about 400,000 followers. If you don't follow him, just, just find him when we get off the pod. Um, but he's, he's going to be a special guest at the event as well. And he can, he can mimic all these coaches. It's he's, he's hilarious. So he's going to be a part of it. So it's just going to be a really fun event on Tuesday night, um, kind of kicking off. That's the first night of our practice week. It'll be, uh, It'll be that first night um, we're on the practice field on Tuesday night. Jim, I suppose every player takes a different road to the, to the draft day itself. You know, some opt out of the Pro Bowl, don't necessarily get involved in the convoy, and then you wait for their pro days. Have you ever had a scenario where an agent or a player has reached out to you thereafter and said, I really should have came to the senior bowl, having declined the opportunity? You know, no, that hasn't happened yet where they felt remorse about not yeah. taking the invite. Because it doesn't happen very often. I want to say, you know, over my four, this is my fourth game. That's all I can really compare it to. Um, you know, a couple years ago, I remember the Joe Burrow year. It was Joe Burrow, Derek Brown, a defensive tackle who went seventh overall, I believe, to Carolina. And then Trayvon Diggs, who went in the second round to the Cowboys, a corner from Alabama, who I think just made the all-pro team maybe today. Or I know he's going to the Pro Bowl. So there was three guys that year. This year, it the only three are Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, Jordan Davis from Georgia, the big defensive tackle, and Chris Olave, a receiver from Ohio State. So um, we 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 did. We got every senior. Uh, I don't know where I'm looking at the board. So if my eyes wander over here, that's where the board is. I'm kind of staring over there. Um, we got all but three seniors, and then the junior class. I want to say we got ten or eleven juniors um, that were graduates in, in this year's game as well. And some of those 
I mean, two of those guys are some of the, the highest grade guys on the board. Sam Howell from North Carolina, the quarterback. And then uh, Carson Strong is a quarterback from the U University of Nevada. And both those guys are carrying first round grades with the number of teams in the league and they're, they're future NFL starters. So to get those guys as juniors certainly has, has helped our rosters over the years. Yeah, and, and Jim, I mean, that, that proves the case with your alumni effectively from the senior bottom. I always like the, the pin tweet, you're talking about social there on your social where it's just a little intro to the senior bowl, but you've got Justin Herbert, Richard Sherman, Terry McLaurin, just kind of talking just very briefly about, hey, the senior bowl draft starts in mobile because they all played in it. They all visited, they all experienced that, as I say, the, the best job interview or the first job interview for the start of their lives, um, which is exciting and terrifying for these young men because they're trying to be one of the 256 or with a few compensatory picks, 260 odd picks in the draft in only a couple of months' time. It's funny, Jim, we were talking about the coaches, we get to the players. I'm going to bring it back to the coaches because the one thing I was dying to ask you, you're talking about your relationship and Robert Sala kind of coming and he's been there a few times. Obviously, um, Dan Campbell has his first year in the NFL. He's had that team playing hard for him. But now they get this amazing opportunity and their whole staff gets that opportunity to get exposed to these players. It struck me, do you ever have the challenge whereby you've got coaching staffs almost looking to be on the senior bowl and you have to decide who you're going to have in there. I'm just wondering about what is that process like? Um, and do you have to let people down sometimes? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a very good question. Um, and, and I probably haven't done as good a job as I should kind of explaining how that process works out through social media. Just uh, we've really, all we've tried to do with our social media over the last four years is pull the curtain back on this game. I think that there was a lot of secrecy, like how does all this all-star stuff work? You know, so that over the last four years, that's all we've tried to do. When it comes to our coaching staffs, that's handled by the NFL League office. Um, and it used to be back in the day, I don't know at what year this thing flipped and turned for them. It used to be if you lost the conference championship game, then you came to Mobile and coached the Senior Bowl. Um, that changed a number of years ago. I can't remember a time when it was back to that. It probably way predates me. But now that the league office just starts with the draft order. So, um, you know, the NFL, I'll say this, the NFL is the most popular sport in the United States because of parity. Um, like you always feel as a fan, I grew up a Detroit Lions fan. They've won one playoff game since 1957. So I grew up, is a Lions fan in the late 70s and 80s and 90s. And at the beginning of every year, I really felt like the Detroit Lions had a chance to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, that's just because it, it's set up for it's set up for parity. The, the way the league is set up, every team should basically go you know, eight and eight. You know, I know we have 17 games now, so eight and nine or nine and eight. Um, you know, and, and again, this is part of that formula. If you don't have a good season, you get rewarded by coming down to the senior bowl and getting an edge on the draft. I mean, with it, it's not good for the league when the same teams are at the bottom of bottom of the league all the time. So this is uh, this is really a smart move by the NFL whenever they started to do this to reward these teams. So, you know, I, they just start with the order. So Jacksonville would have been one this year. They obviously fired Urban Meyer. Um, I think one of the caveats for the league office is you need to come to Mobile with a full staff. Um, so that would take a team like Jacksonville out of that running. And then you go to Detroit and they said yes. Um, and then you go to Houston at three and, you know, they just let coach Cully go yesterday. So that they, they probably maybe knew that when the league reached out, I don't know that or not, 
Um, but Houston must have passed because then we got to we got to the Jets at four and they accepted. So it is a big benefit. I think it's really smart by the NFL the way they do that. Um, because again, everyone looks at parity in terms of scheduling. If you if you finish last in your division, you get the easiest schedule the next year. There's all these different ways the league is set up, you know, to make it really even. And I think senior bowl coaching staffs is oftentimes overlooked, but it certainly is one of the things the league uses to uh, ensure parity. And, and Jim, just on that, you mentioned about the, um, the success of the NFL. 2021, the 100 most watched broadcasts in the United States of America in an Olympic year, 79 of those broadcasts were NFL live games. Another 10 were college games. I mean, American football is king. It's as simple it, as that. It, 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 yeah, it is. I mean, there's other great sports out there, but, but football in general, like you said, the NFL, that's a 79 of the top 100. That's amazing. Anyone that thought ever that the NFL was fading or anything like that, that's, <laughs> that's obviously not a thing. Um, the viewership speaks for that. I think uh, with a lot of the daily gaming stuff and fantasy football, um, I think that's the discrepancy between college and pro. I, mean, I love the college game. I love the, the, the pageantry around college football we have and the, the fan bases, you know, the alumni bases, everyone has allegiance to their schools. I think the games, if you've been to an NFL game and you go to a college game, there's a different feel at the two. It, there, there's a little bit of different feel, but with fantasy and, 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 and gambling in the United States now, um, the NFL is certainly king. Jim, you're, you're a man of uh, many stories and uh, I have two, uh, two things I, I want to ask you. One, I suppose, in relation to the Senior Bowl, when we had you on last year, you talked about, like, in your time, one of the greatest stories had been Quinn Miners. And uh, Quinn obviously goes to the Broncos and has a, a solid season. And, and what, I, what was interesting was he, you know, he had the whole, there was a whole belly thing. And then he says, no, I, I want to focus on my football. I'm going to put that away. But at the end of the season, he breaks out the Napoleon Dynamite dance. And we get to see a bit more of his personality. What did you uh, make of uh, Quinn's first season in the league? He is a one of a kind. He is absolute one of a kind. Um, yeah, I thought he played great. I don't have a ton of time to uh, watch NFL tape anymore. You know, I, I'll casually watch an NFL game if, if it's on over the weekend and I'm on the, around the house doing chores for my for for uh, you know the wife and the kids or we're just hanging out. Uh, but no, where I get a lot of my NFL information is just from friends. When I if I talk to somebody that works for the Broncos, I'll say I'll ask how our guys are doing. You know, so like, hey, how's Quinn doing? And, you know, he started this year as a rookie which is incredible. Like, I don't know what the, com the comparative would be to a sport over in Ireland, um, but he played division three football here. He was literally blocking people that looked like me. And then he comes to the senior bowl and has to block these 330 pound guys from Alabama. And then he goes to the NFL. So to start as a rookie, like what he's done in a short period of time is incredible. But yeah, I mean, just with the Napoleon Dynamite stuff and all the thingy, stuff he did around the belly last year, um, he's, he's always going to have a special place um, here at the Senior Bowl. He, I think I might have shared this on the show last year where he, he kind of broke down after the game and, and you know, was, was starting to shed a couple tears and thanking me for bringing him. And then one of his, one of his teammates walked up and he kind of composed himself real quick. Um, but it was a, he's just a really special guy. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, really, I just couldn't be happier for a guy in, in his success. He's going to play a long time, long time in the league and be a really good player. 
Um, but yeah, he is, uh, he's, he's certainly a fun guy to follow on social media. And you do some great stuff on social media as well. And just picking up on a, a tweet you sent uh, a little while ago, um, because we are coming into the, the, the playoffs and Big Ben's uh, last hurrah. But you talked about uh, as, a, as a young uh, second year scout, uh, the, the grade you gave uh, Big Ben, maybe for our viewers who uh, didn't get to see that tweet. Could you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah. So uh, I had one of your friends, Scott Pioli, was my boss. Um, and we played in think we played on Thanksgiving Day, I believe that year. If I'm getting this right, uh, I think we played the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. And I went. That's my home state, so my my family's all in the state of Michigan. So I went up to that game, and we were down on the field during pregame. And Scott came over, and he's like, "Man, you really like this quarterback in Miami of Ohio, don't you?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I was like he's really good, Scott. He's a really good player." Um, and again, part of it, this was like my second or third year in scouting, right? Like I knew he was a good player. Um, and that's why I kind of framed it in the tweet. I, you know, I gave him an 8-0 on our grade scale. Our, our grade scale went from, you know, a 1-0 to a 9-0 with the 9-0 being a rare Hall of Fame, you know, type player. So I gave him an 8-0. I was using the entire scale. I'd only been to New England for a year. I didn't know that you really didn't grade above a 7-0. It was kind of an unwritten rule to like stop at 7-0. Um, so I gave him an 8-0 and, and he jokingly, he's like, he's like, Jim, what are you, you're putting this guy in Canton already? Or you know, he said something like you're putting a gold jacket on this guy already, Jim. Um, so, so no, I, that's why I said in the tweet, I accidentally got that one right. Um, you know, cause Ben is going to be going to Canton. He is going to be wearing a gold jacket. Um, so I, I do, I always remember that Scott always had a nice way of, you know, ribbing you when he could, um, in a, in a, in a joking way, in a fun way. And, uh, that was, uh, I'll always remember that one. That was, that was pretty funny. It got, it got me all nervous though. I'm like, man, what am I doing with this grade scale? But, uh, but no, uh, it's just been cool watching Ben's career. He's obviously, uh, he's obviously going to Canton. Jimmy, you, you touched on your moment that you don't get to watch a lot of the NFL because you're so busy, but with the weekend that's in it and so many great games ahead, is there any particular players who came out that came out of draft last year that you'd be keeping an eye on in terms of how, how they play this weekend? Uh, yeah, a bunch of them. I think I'd love to see how Mac Jones handles the playoffs, um, in that stage. I mean, I think we've seen what Mac has done for the Patriots this year, um, to his win. You know, they started off rough. I mean, I think they're, what were, what were they like two and five at one point? I think the Patriots were, and then they went on a six or seven game streak where they kind of got it rolling. Um, I don't think the stage will be too big for Mac. I think he's wired for, for this, obviously all the big games he played in at Alabama. Um, so to see him, uh, you know, Najee Harris, if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go pull off an upset, um, Najee's going to have to be to be the guy on that offense to take, you know, to kind of shoulder the load. He's, he's kind of become the identity of, of Pittsburgh's offense. So I just, you know, all our guys really, you know, it's, it's been fun. We've had, uh, we've had five of our seven running backs from last year's game. We've had 100-yard games this year as, as rookies. You know, Elijah Mitchell and Khalil Herbert and Michael Carter, all those guys. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson in New England had a hundred yard game. So all those rookie running backs will be fun to watch. Um, you know, and then, and then on the defensive side of the ball, there's a bunch of guys that no one's really broken through out of, out of last year's game on defense yet, but it usually takes those guys on that side of the ball to, uh, you know, Micah Parsons is kind of the outlier this year. He's kind of taken the league by storm on defense, but it usually takes those defensive guys a couple of years. 
Yeah, uh, Jim, as a, as a Pats fan, I was two and four and they went six games and there were seven games in a row. But um, it's actually funny because the first time I saw Ramonde Stevenson, which the Pats took in the fourth round, was the senior bowl last year. I was like, oh, this could be an interesting player. Fast forward a couple of months and it comes up in April and they draft him. I was like, I remember watching him in the senior bowl. This, this guy could be good. So it's part of the joy. Um Jim, I kind of, you know, you said you've done four years. This is your fourth game, if I'm right in saying, or is that in relation to it. I think uh, the funny thing for, for us looking at this as fans, I mean, you've got such a fantastic role and position. I know it's a ton of hard work, but I'm almost imagining you chilled out in 20 years' time and you're looking back at all the players that you brought through the Senior Bowl who are then going to Canton or have amazing NFL careers get drafted in a part of Super Bowl winning teams, Super Bowl winning excitement, and uh, have hopefully even half the experiences and career you had, uh, have had in the NFL. And now, obviously, in giving these young men their opportunities and their dreams as well. It's fantastic. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. It is. It's about these guys. It, it's, it's actually, in some ways, you know, when you're working for a team, it's all about winning a Lombardi trophy and, and, and going to the Super Bowl, um, building a Super Bowl winner. Um, in this role, it's a little different, you know, on, on draft day, when you're with a team, you have seven picks and you sit around all day and you, you pick a player and you wait a whole round. Um, I mean, this is so much fun in April when our guys keep going. I think we had a streak last year of like 12 straight senior bowl guys went in the, in the third round or something like that. Um, and then just to track their careers, you do, you get connected with these guys here at our game, um, from the time you invite them. And even before that, like Kenny Pickett from Pitt, the quarterback from Pitt, who was a Heisman trophy finalist this year. I met Kenny three summers ago at the Manning uh, passing camp uh, that Eli and Peyton and, and Archie and the, the Manning family puts on down here. So you do, you feel connected and it's so fun watching these guys have success. And uh, like a guy, you brought up Terry McLaurin earlier, um, Terry and I have gotten close, you know, he, he was down here over the summer. We do a big charity golf event um, that we started last year. We can't, we're already, we're already looking forward to that one this year, uh, but Terry came down for that. So it is, it's a lot of fun to see th these guys realize their dreams and, um, I'm not thinking 20 years down the road, but yeah, I'm sure it will be, it will be fun in a few years to kind of look back on the guys we brought down. Jim, the senior bowl on the 5th of February, it starts at 7 30, I think our time in, in Ireland and in the UK as well. NFL okay. network, which is on NFL game pass over here as well. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. You guys are in, you guys are in prime time and we, We've thought about being at the new stadium, moving our kick time to a prime time start in the United States, like a, you know, a six o'clock kick. I didn't even factor in what that would do for you guys. So we might have to keep that game right there at 1.30 local time and 6.30 your time. It's all good either way. We'll, we'll, we will definitely be watching, but I, I, I will say this just to finish off, Jim, uh, your support, not just coming on the show last year, but throughout the season and throughout the off season has been massively appreciated for us. And we wish you all the very, very best both this year and in the years to come with, with the Senior Bowl and hopefully chat to you soon and hopefully maybe speak to you in, in mobile next year at the Senior Bowl. That would be, that would be awesome, guys. No, thank you so much for supporting, supporting football, um, supporting the Senior Bowl. I think, I think it's, it's really, really cool. I can't say that. I mean, it, it is awesome you guys are over there and you're so invested in, in the game and the sport and, and then what we do. Um, it's great. So we'd love to, if you do get here, if the crew gets here some year, we'll roll out the red carpet. You guys will have a blast. You won't regret it. Um, we'll have a great time. But again, if, I'd love to hop on maybe after the game leading up to the draft and do this again. This is, this is a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys.
Senior Bowl special on the Irish NFL show. Looking forward to the Senior Bowl in February in Mobile, Alabama. The draft starts in Mobile. We're delighted to welcome a young man who's been making waves at a real prospect at OT, Northern Iowa, in the upcoming draft this April in Las Vegas. Massive welcome to the Irish NFL show for Trevor Penning. Trevor, welcome in. Thanks for having me. Great to, great to be here and talk to you guys. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be a good time. Absolutely, Trevor, and it's obviously a huge few months ahead of you, and it's it's going to be it's just very very interesting to see uh, how that experience goes for you. Uh, we ask every guest this, Trevor: Have you ever uh, had the fortune of being in Ireland, or have you any heritage to this island? Uh, I have never been to Ireland, no. But uh, I know I've heard some stuff about the place. I mean, it definitely sounds like a really cool place to hopefully visit someday. I know uh, long ago, I, I'm definitely. Uh, had some descendants from there because I'm part, I'm like part Irish. So um, it's definitely pretty uh, interesting. It'd definitely be a cool place to maybe travel someday. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's haven't been there yet, Trevor. Hopefully we'll be welcoming you to, to the Little Green Island at, at some stage. And I suppose, look, we, we all fall in love with football in different ways. And whether that's for me, a, a small rural town in uh, the south of Ireland in County Cork, or whether that's Clear Lake, uh, Iowa, in your case. Um, I suppose the, all, all Marvel superheroes have, have an origin story, and we want mm -hmm. to know a little bit about your origin story, about your football journey. Can you talk to us, I suppose, about where it started for you and, and the journey to, to where you are today? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in a small town in Iowa. It's about uh, 30 minutes south of the Minnesota-Iowa border, so the northern part of the United States. So um, it's definitely a little colder up there. Uh, I think it was in the negative degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what Celsius is, I guess, for you guys probably. So it's cold up there, I can give you that. But uh, grew up there, small town, probably about 8,000 people. Um, you know, uh, yeah, just nothing too crazy, just small town Iowa. Uh, went to a uh, private, uh, private high school in Mason City, which is about 10 minutes away from Clear Lake. So I went there, played there, I played football, basketball, uh, wrestled for a year, um, played baseball, mostly uh, growing up. Um, I threw shot and disc in uh, track and field, which I have the school record for the discus in at Newman, along with, I went to state my senior year with only really doing track for two years, just kind of did it as a hobby for something to do. So um, that's really what I did in uh, high school. Um, you know, going, going, coming out of high school, I really wasn't highly recruited. I was kind of undersized, honestly. Like I was, my senior year, I was probably about little over, little under 6'6", six, six, about 240, 250. So definitely undersized to play O-line at the division one level. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what my high school career was. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Trevor, I believe you started off as a tight end and 23 starts later, you know, you've potentially been dealt as one of the best options in, the, in terms of an offensive tackling in the draft and having the opportunity to go to the senior bowl. Has it taken you back how your career has developed so quickly? Yeah, so... In high school, I was actually a tight end and defensive end for a little bit. My senior year, I'm, I mostly played on the offensive line just because I, I, honestly, when I was a junior, I was like a twig. Like I was 
about 200 pounds at six, four, I was like, not big. So, um, like even looking back at some of those, like I had, I had film pulled up for my junior year and I was just looking at myself. I didn't even recognize the guy. I was like, that's me. I'm like, Oh, wow. That's yikes. <laughs> that's hard to look at. But, um, so I played tight end defense by my junior year, but then I kind of bulked up going into my senior year a little, obviously not to what I am now. I'm still small, but going into college, I was always projected to be, you know, go in there, develop, become an offensive tackle. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how it was. Like I never was really a tight end in college, I guess. And Trevor Bryan said, look, 33 starts there with Northern Ireland Panthers, but um, I get a feeling that maybe you're going to create a new little bit of a dynasty here. So we have the Watts, we have the Bosas. If I think of the offensive line, there's the Pounceys. But if I recall correctly, you play on the O-line at the moment with the Panthers alongside your younger brother. So is the, the goal you get him first into the NFL and you bring him along after you, yeah? That's, you know, in a perfect world, that'd be awesome. Uh, you know, I know uh, he's definitely, he's just as big as me, maybe a little bit shorter, more uh, stocky, I guess, kind of build. He's not, he doesn't have the length I do, but uh, he, he definitely, he has, he has a lot of potential. So, um, you know, if he puts in that, puts in the work and, you know, puts the time in every, you know, every day and, um, you know, over the next two years, hopefully you can, you know, be in the same situa situation I am. And yeah, that's that would be pretty cool to have two, uh, two Penning brothers in the NFL and shoot. I mean, very hard, very unlikely, but this for this to happen, but maybe play the same team right next to each other like we did at you and I. So that would be pretty crazy. But the odds of that, very, very unlikely, but there's always a chance. So. Let's uh, let's hope it happens, Trevor. Let's hope it happens. And um, we've been really fortunate. I'm not sure if you're aware. Like, we've had a chance to speak to Jim Nagy in the show, and we're you know we really enjoy the Senior Bowl. And I guess the great thing about it is it's like a, it's the massive job interview, isn't it? You know, you really get a chance to to show in that week where you, obviously you got the Pro Bowl, but it really does take center stage, uh, and you get to work more closely with coaching staffs in the NFL. Look, I'm not going to sit here and ask you where you would like to play come April, come May time, but. As a guy in, in, in Iowa, you have so many uh, states close to you and, and cities close to you. Do, do you have a favorite NFL team or, or one that you followed for, well, I guess, since your young years? So obviously, uh, you know, every team would be great to go to. Like, it'd be an absolute blessing. So that doesn't really bother me too much. But like growing up, growing up as a fan, I was a fan of the Minnesota Vikings just from, you know, being so close to, uh, Minnesota and me and my brother were both, you know, we were kind of uh, diehard Vikings fans. But um, so that would be a cool place to go. I know they don't really, uh, they got two really good tackles right now. So you never really know. But um, yeah, I was definitely a Vikings fan growing up. And, you know, just the Minnesota, you know, I like the for baseball, I like the Twins, the Wild for hockey, uh, Timberwolves for basketball. So I was pretty much a Minnesota sports guy for. Uh, they're professional teams, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I was growing up. 
My my wife is actually from Minnesota, Trevor. So I spent a, a good really? bit of time uh, in both in Minneapolis and uh, all around the the state, and had the good fortune to to be in the Viking Stadium as well. And uh, what yeah. a what a stadium that is! But as Michael said, we we spoke to to Jim uh, Nagy both last year and. Um, just our, earlier this week and you were actually one of the players that he called out specifically that you know he's particularly looking forward to to seeing um, how you get on at the at the senior bowl and I'm wondering from your perspective what are you excited about the the week in Mobile? Honestly just uh, you know first was being around uh, other you know NFL caliber players I think that's going to be huge just um, you know at you and I we weren't really around too many NFL caliber guys like obviously we had we've had very good success but being around every single guy you're with is going to be in the league probably uh that's definitely cool and I think that'll only help my game out more because you know being able to compete against each other I think that really makes you you know you have to perform better so I think that's something that's going to be um, super cool along with just playing with you know the SEC guys, the Big Ten guys, you know, the, the big schools and, you know, kind of prove that, you know, I belong. Like Spencer, he's killing the NFL this year, first year right tackle starter. And um, yeah, he's just, he's proving that, you know, Northern Iowa, we, we aren't no joke. Like we, we can produce, you know, NFL caliber talent every year potentially. So um, yeah, I think it'll be a great time to you know, show kind of what I'm made of and show that, you know, us FCS guys, we ain't much different than the FBS guys. I suppose the list is long and varied from all the various colleges. Is there any particular players you're looking forward to going up against, whether friendly rivalries or people that you had intense games against during the season? You're saying during the seasons, I have any people. Just that... any particular players going into the, going into the senior bowl and which you're looking forward to going up against? Um, Not really any particular, like, uh, I mean, I know I, I've heard of all of them. I've looked, I've looked at them. There's no one really um, that kind of like catches my eye. Like, wow, I really want to go against the guy. Like all the guys, they're they're all legit. They're all going to the Senior Bowl. So um, I think um, it'll definitely be good to uh, go against some, you know, NFL caliber players. And um, yeah, no one really particularly that really catches my mind as of now. Well, you're an O-line guy. You're going to keep them all under control, Trevor. That's that's why you're not not worried about any of them. It's like you you guys have got it. You, the hogs have got it covered. Um, I was going to say, Trevor. Obviously, you know, it's you say about FCS schools and producing NFL caliber players. There's been actually a good number of players who have come out of uh, UNI for the NFL. You mentioned Spence Brown, obviously, last year, and he's killing it. David Johnson, obviously, a lot of fans. Will be aware of obviously the amazing career you know he's had and being drafted by the cards a couple of years ago but for you personally um you know gonna be in april uh in a couple of months time naturally like a number of other college players waiting and hoping your name's going to be called out obviously in your instance probably more likely in the the first couple of days god willing just wondering what are your plans particularly or do you even have plans for what you're going to do in april for that that moment i mean Next week, uh, the draft's going to start in Mobile, and that's great, but the, the big day is obviously middle of April there. You're asking if I have any plans for the draft out yeah. now? Yeah. Like, are you going to be at home? Are you going to New York? I mean, well, wherever I, it is this year. Is it Vegas again? I don't know. I mean, obviously, hopefully invited to Vegas, but um, 
I honestly, I haven't really thought that far down the road. I've got to just take it, okay. kind of taking things one by one. I mean, I got the senior bowl. That's pretty much my mind, main priority right now. So, you know, just kind of taking, you know, every day, you know, kind of for itself. So I haven't really thought that far, but I mean, obviously Vegas would be super cool to go to, to for, you know, the draft and that's hopefully the goal. So. Well, we, we hope you enjoy it. I'm very jealous. If, if you do get to Vegas in April, I would love to be there. Uh, just just very, just very, very last question, Trevor. Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong here. For the people that are watching this, especially in Ireland, UK and Europe, college football is on the same time as, uh, as, as the NFL. You guys played your 2020 season, if I'm correct, this spring, basically. So you've had almost two seasons in succession. How have you found that? Because it's very different. And I guess you must be... Uh, very fresh and, and very used to the action because you've had two seasons of one go there almost. Yeah, it was definitely different. Uh, we, yeah, we played our we played our twenty twenty or twenty twenty was it right twenty twenty season in the in the spring or whatever. So you know we played games in the spring. Uh, we had a total of seven games in the spring. Very weird. Like it was like going into that first game, you're like, what are we doing? There's like it's like dark outside, like really early. Like it's just like we're playing football right now. Like it's four o'clock and it's dark out. It's, you know, it's cold. It's just, it's really, it's just really weird, but um, it was super, it was super cool. I mean, it was a different experience, but something I was never used to before, but it was after pretty much after the first game, the first two games, it was kind of like, all right, this is kind of the usual, like it's nothing really different. We prepared the exact same way. It was just pretty much flip-flop the, the, our spring ball, we usually just put it, we just put it in the fall and then we just played our season in the spring. But um, it was definitely tiring. I mean, it was, you know, having a season, playing two seasons in 10 months was pretty crazy. But uh, the way I thought of it was just, you know, the NFL plays 17 games. We ended up playing, I think, 18, 18, yeah, 18 or 19 or something like that. I don't really know off the top of my head, but yeah, it's just, we kind of thought of it as a NFL season, kind of like the amount of games we played, but uh, yeah, it was definitely great. I don't think anything was really, I mean, it's football. It was, it was still a great time. I mean, I had a blast and um, yeah, it was good. I think uh, Trevor in, in the NFL, we're all conscious of how long the off season is and we understand that, but for fans, uh, if, if, if there was back to back seasons, I think uh, everyone would be delighted, but we hope that, you know, as crazy as that was, this is the beginning of a, a, a wonderfully crazy period, both for you going to the, the senior bowl, but also in, in relation to the draft and what will follow on after that. So we want to wish you all the best for, for your week. Uh, in Mobile, hope it, everything goes really well for you in the Senior Bowl and hopefully we can have you back on again at some point in the future and uh, be talking to you uh, when you are looking forward to uh, your first preseason with uh, an NFL team. Absolutely, thank you for having me, it was, it was, it was a real good time.